Welcome to the halfway point of the NFL season. Well, almost. We have a Monday night football game to get through. But um, this is the week nine Sunday night edition of the PFF forecast. Come to you live here from Cincinnati. Unfortunately, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals cannot get it done. We will get it done tonight, though. We're going to talk about the Titans. We're going to talk about all the weird and wonky losses. Which one was the worst? What does the power ranking system uh power rankings of the nfl look like right now and then we'll get to week 10 and guess all of the lines let's rock Uh, apparently, I have trouble speaking. I don't know what power ranking system is, but whatever. Um, the Tennessee Titans, man. No Derrick Henry. We talked about this last week. Actually, if you listen to this show, last week went all the way through the show, finally got to Sunday Night Football. We were guessing the lines. The one line that stuck out to us was Titans getting six and a half. Like, that's just way too many freaking points. And yeah. turns out it absolutely was. Yeah, good thing that game existed because Raiders minus two and a half, Dude. Buffalo minus Ugh. fourteen, and the Raiders and the Jets under had no, yeah, the Jets that, under had no chance. The, the Colts cashed that um, by themselves. Luck, we got lucky with the the Chiefs Packers. I think that teaser with the Browns. Browns no doubter. We got lucky. We got unlucky. Mason Crosby. Yeah, couldn't. Hit I a sort field of goal. think like when the the Packers covered. The Packers covered the teaser that we took, but not the line we would have taken at the mm. time. I kind of find that a little lucky, but at the same time, the Chiefs were kind of the Chiefs lucky are just not even good. The points. Chiefs are just not good. Like we, <laughs> we've already gone over this. Um, so a, a bunch of teams lose that um, I, you know a lot of people had in their top five. We see the Cowboys lose, we see the Bills lose, the Rams lose, um, and, and then some teams who. Um, kind of put the smack down, laid the smack down that had been playing well recently. The Titans, obviously. Um, the Browns come out and have a really big statement win. Uh, the Patriots have been playing well, get a big victory. Um, and uh, the Cardinals, without literally like their five, five of their best players, mm -hmm. go destroy the San Francisco 49ers. Um, what was the biggest um, loss today? In your well, opinion? I, I don't know if this has like the biggest consequences, but the the biggest what the hell like there was two, but I think one of them is was the Bills losing to the Jaguars. Like yeah, what, what, what in God's there? name was that? <laughs> and and I I was at Browns Bengals. Like I watched along with the, the the Vikings game. I thought that was compelling. I watched along with the Falcons game. That one was traditional Falcons, although they won. Um, and the other one that's a close second to me is Broncos Cowboys. Like you come mm -hmm. off of winning, stealing a game with your backup quarterback in the fold, and then you just do this at home. Yeah, I, I have to go with the Bills though because Josh Allen, you got to torch the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're not they're not a very good team. Um, he played really really poorly uh, in this game. A lot of those traditional Josh Allen plays that you feel like were past him that seem to have come back where he holds onto the ball for a really, really long time and then bad stuff happens. Um, I'm also a little weirded out by where Stephon Diggs has gone. Um, Emmanuel Sanders getting a ton of targets, Stephon Diggs not getting the same amount of volume. That one was very concerning to me. I think the Cowboys one, I'm a little less concerned because... Dak Prescott was coming back after a week off. He missed CeeDee Lamb on a couple of deep touchdowns. Two passes. weeks off, right? Because it was the bye, yeah, too. It was like right. so very rusty. So a little rusty there. The The Bills, to me, was um, absolutely shocking. The I'll say this. The Browns are a good team, so the Bengals losing to them is not as big of a deal. Yeah, and the, But they got destroyed yeah but okay so so let me look at let, let's discuss something about the Bengals because I, I feel like we are like we sometimes don't let ourselves we, we're way more we're way more uh 
eager, for lack of a better term, mm. to ignore a big loss by a team than we are to ignore a big win by a team. And if you look at the, the totality of what the Bengals have done this season, barely beat Minnesota, lost to the Andy Dalton, the Bengals, or sorry, lost to Andy Dalton, the Bears. The Steelers win was somewhat impressive. Jaguars don't, like they were down 14 and a half time mm-hmm. in that game. Packers was kind of a, sl- a slugfest. Lions don't matter. They killed the Ravens. They killed the Ravens off of like two or three big plays. Mm-hmm. If you throw that game out, there, there's no way they're favored. Like the pre, the preseason right. line for this this Cleveland uh, Cincinnati game was Cleveland minus four and a half. Right. That's probably more fair than what we got at minus two. Uh, and it was, you know, I got a, a three, expensive three, two and a half was the teasable line, uh, obviously. But like, I don't think we should let it cloud our judgment, good wins by teams either. Because to me, that was like what was kind of buoying people's opinion of the Bengals was they blew out the Ravens on the road. And and ultimately, after that, you lose to a Jets team. You get killed by the Browns. Like, you know, they're, they're not that good of a football team. This is a fact. Um, Unfortunately, I mean, it's fun when they're good because, you know, people care, but... Underdogs, by the way, this weekend, uh, nine and three um, would be nine and four if you count the Jets, who as an underdog did not cover <laughs> against the Colts on Thursday Night Football. Um, by the way, I, I took all five underdogs in uh, the Circa Millions contest, and all five of them happened to win. There you I've been go. doing that for like eight straight weeks. Finally, yeah. something good happens there. Well, and, and not only that, but you have, um, you know, for the first, I think, seven weeks of the year, there were no favorites of seven or more points that lost games outright in the NFL Mm -hmm. last week, just off top of my head, you had, you had Cincinnati lose outright, right? Uh, this, you know, against the jets, but even this week you had had the bills, you had the bills, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, uh, the, the Rams, um, and the chiefs almost fucked around and did it. And, and the, you know, the Niners were four. I mean, like just closed at five and a half. yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, that makes, uh, a lot of sense. What do you um, what do you make of Arizona's win? Because I, I don't want to really want to talk negatively about the Niners yet, but like when you look at Arizona, their two best players are out. A coach who has long been derided for a lot of things, mm-hmm. I think rightfully so, goes on the road with his backup quarterback and showed me some things today. Um, you know, some of it was fluky, but a lot of it was just putting Colt McCoy in position to succeed, you know, um, that was pretty impressive. It was, I, um, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was surprised the 49ers were the most popular pick, uh, along with the chargers yeah. in, um, the, the contests out there. And that made a lot of sense, right? Everyone thought that Kyler Murray was going to be out. I do. I look back at the Cowboys win with Cooper rush though, and the Cardinals, you know, playing Colt McCoy at the last second. There is a little bit of an advantage that you have. Not Obviously, you're not playing as good of a player, but when you keep it in the dark for that long, mm-hmm. the opposing team has to prepare. Case Keenum was the same thing. They have to prepare yeah. for the good star quarterback. You know, like yeah. that's how you have to prepare. And then you get a guy like Colt McCoy who comes in there and the game plan changes completely. I did think there were some fluky things. I mean, the James Conner, like, go off game. Um, but I thought it was a case of teams going in different directions where the motivation of the players is just different yeah you know the Niners are not going in the right direction they're waiting for a quarterback you know everything about the Niners is about Trey Lance so when Trey Lance isn't out there nothing feels nothing real, matters right yeah. you know like Jimmy G's out there Jimmy G's playing for his next contract he's not going to be playing for the Niners the Niners are not going um, to the playoffs or if they were to happen to squeeze into the playoffs which you're not going to not going anywhere in the playoffs and the Cardinals, on the other hand, had this opportunity in an NFC that is just absolutely stacked to come out and, and steal a win, right? And they you know, did. And they did. Yeah. And um, so I think that's a that's that's what I would take away from it. It's less that it's less about you know Cliff Kingsbury all of a sudden becoming a great coach, and more about when NFL players feel a certain type of way, they react in a certain type of way. Oh. Yeah, th- that's a good point, and and I I do think that that you know the what the Cardinals remind me of by the way, they remind me of the 2015 Panthers. Oh really? Like, 
Remember when the 2015 Panthers, like, they were undefeated for longer, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't lose until, I think it was, like, week 12 or something. Yep. But it was sort of this, like, oh, they're not really the best team in the NFL, mm -hmm. are they? Mm -hmm. And, like, the whole season kind of – and you had this young you had this young physical specimen quarterback. Murray's not, like, a, a physical specimen from a size perspective. Yeah, he's the size of Cam's thigh. <laughs> but, he, but he's a physical specimen from, like, his arm talent and his yeah. speed. And you have a coach – that I think Ron Rivera is considered like okay, but not elite. I think that's Kingsbury's probably cluster at this point. Um, and they just kind of keep winning, right? Mm -hmm. They just kind of keep winning. And, uh, and you know, if they mess around some more, I mean, you know, the Rams were a very good bet, I thought, to win the NFC West. And now, after a loss by them tonight to the Titans and a win by the Cardinals, you know, that's going to not look so yeah, good. Yeah, the Cardinals anymore. have a win over the Rams. Yeah, exactly. So you're you're basically a game – you're almost two games back if you're the Rams, um, which uh, is sort of interesting uh, how we were preached to yeah. by all the football people because we don't like good players. Um, the Rams, of course, would, you know, independent of all their good players, uh, ended up losing tonight. So let's talk more about that game. I want to start with the Titans side of things. The Titans have now beaten a – an absolute gauntlet of teams. Actually, their their worst loss in the last five or their worst win in the last five games may very well be the uh the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. No, that's that's gonna mess their strength of schedule up. Um but you know they have now beaten the Chiefs, they've beaten um the Rams, obviously they've Buffalo. beaten Buffalo. Um they've beaten the Colts twice. Mm -hmm. And the Colts um, are not a bad team. No, absolutely not. And um, so they've stacked up some really impressive and they beat the, wins. They went to Seattle and won. They like, went to which, Seattle with, and won. With Russ playing. So, yeah, their last four games, a win against Buffalo, win against Kansas City, 27-3, win in Indianapolis, and a win in Los Angeles. Um, it, very, very impressive. Are they – I mean, they obviously have to be a Super Bowl contender now. Yeah, I mean, as much as I make fun of the Rams, like that's a really tough defense to go up against. And – you know, they clearly still don't really know what they want to be off. Like, you and I would have played a more wide-open style of offense tonight. The Titans clearly tried to play still a confined mm -hmm. offense, plug and play at the running back position, and and do the do the do the Kirk Cousins stuff with with Ryan Tannehill. And obviously that that didn't not I mean the Titans weren't great on offense tonight. Mm -hmm. Like they, they weren't efficient. They turned the ball over a little bit with Tannehill. Um, they dropped the ball with AJ Brown, but they were opportunistic. And I'll say that, like the biggest thing I was, I've been, I've been wrong on a lot of things before, but like the biggest thing we were all wrong on this off season was we thought the Titans defense would be this just bus fire, mm -hmm. you know, no Adoree, you know, no Adoree Jackson, no Malcolm Butler, no, you know, a lot of guys leaving. Yeah. Bud Dupree comes in. And they were injured. Yeah, and they have a maturation at the defensive line with Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry that has been pot plus. That, that's been a good thing for them. They've had maturation on the defensive line. The Vrabel and company are clearly coaching them up well. And in the secondary, they're being opportunistic. Is that going to carry forever? Probably not. But you look at the AFC teams they're competing with, Buffalo's not being mm -hmm. consistent mm -hmm. offensively. Like last week, they were terrible against Dolphins. The Chiefs are nowhere close to being consistent offensively. Right. The Raiders scored 16 today in New York. Uh, Taro, you know, like, do they have to be great on defense to win the AFC? I don't think so. It's not, it, you know, even the Chargers were in a grind today with the Eagles. You know, like, so can the Titans win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think so. And I think that they can very easily, you, you, there's a very easy case to be made for them. Yeah, well, let me just say this. I, they're the best team in the AFC. Um you look at the Buffalo Bills, who I think we would have said, ah, you know, let's still give it to the Bills. The Bills have played one of the easiest schedules in the NFL to date, um, the third easiest schedule in the NFL going into this week. They then lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you can't have that loss and be the best team in a conference. That's just, that cannot happen. Um, and the Tennessee Titans kicked the teeth in through the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I look now at the AFC, and I go, okay, I think the Titans are the best team. And to your point, their defense was the reason that they won this game today. They put Matthew Stafford in a complete blender. This was my favorite stat of the entire first half where they completely dominated. 
Matthew Stafford actually held onto the ball longer in the first half of that game than he had in any game so far this season. Yeah, the defensive line won a few times really impressively, but the coverage mm-hmm. was very, very impressive. And that was something that we were not expecting, obviously. And I'll say this about the Titans' offense. If A.J. Brown catches a couple of third-down passes, that probably looks a little bit more impressive. I mean, it was 3 nothing after one quarter because they couldn't move the ball right. because they were making mistakes. And here's the other thing. They had to play Bobby Hart at left tackle which probably cost them 100 yards over Bobby the course Shark. of the game, okay? I mean, the guy was trying his best out there, we think. But, like, it was, I mean, it just, you can't have a functioning offense um, with that there. My question is, are we, who's the second best team in the AFC? <sighs> it's like, I Like, is it Baltimore? I, I... Look, I the Ravens. I think it's Baltimore. Yeah, who, uh, our friend uh, Matthew Collar. Um, he, he was he was he covers the Vikings. I was kind of messing because I, you know, that game was kind of like we we actually nailed it on the on the pregame yeah. show. We were like, they're the Vikings are going to lose by three is what we said because it's just like it's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you think about it from Baltimore's perspective today, they had an interception by Lamar. A kick return touchdown, um, two long plays, and an interception in overtime and still win. Like, are, are the Ravens, if you grade all the players out, a great team? I think they're a lot like the Titans in that way. We're like, it's not adding up, right? The player, they're 6-2, and two, but a lot of players are hurt. Uh, the quarterback play is, like, I don't mean to say this about Lamar in a negative way, but the quarterback play is inconsistent. Some weeks you get an MVP in Lamar. And other weeks you get what you got today, which is very erratic play at times. Yeah, but you also rush for like 130 yeah, That's exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. So it the standard though, and we we've been we've been I think stunted by Kansas City being 14 and two and not losing mm-hmm. road games and you know being invincible for three years or whatever. That's not the standard this year. The standard to be the best team in one of these conferences is to just like to kind of just to. Can kind of always stay in that band of, of contention. And for better or worse, the Ravens has, have been in that group. I think it's the Ravens. Yeah. Um, I have more faith in Lamar Jackson, w- regardless of game situation, than I do Patrick Mahomes right now, than I Mahomes do Josh Allen right can. now, um, certainly than I do Baker Mayfield right now. Um, and those are the teams that I think are in contention there. And honestly, once you get outside of that, I think you have the Chargers, they're probably right there. I would say the Chargers and the Browns are right there in that, I guess, maybe third tier, second or third-ish tier in the AFC. And maybe you're looking at like the New England Patriots. But I think the Ravens are very clearly the second best team. And I would put the Ravens in that cluster with Tennessee. And then I would go down and say, okay, then I've got, you know, Buffalo, Kansas City, the underperforming-ish, you know, teams that we thought were great. And then you've got Cleveland and um, maybe the Chargers. And there it's very interesting. Raiders have, on some days are like that yeah, too. Not we'll see today. them on Sunday night, but yeah. Not today. But can I tell you who the biggest winner of week nine was? Sure. The biggest winner of week nine, without a shadow of a doubt, was Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course. Yeah, but like but that's because they didn't My play. MVP yeah. futures for Tom Brady at one point was 16 to 1 um, to win MVP. Uh, got a huge boost because Matthew Stafford looked absolutely terrible. And I, going back to that Rams game real quick, I thought it was a very unimpressive display of offense from the Los Angeles Rams. Their scheme was not that impressive. But the Tampa Bay Bucks, best team in the NFL. And then you have to play a game. It's hard to, to make it. Today. It's hard. It's hard to make a case against them. Um, I made a case, uh, and I said this on the show earlier today. I think you can make a case. The team that actually, like, if you're looking for perfection, if you're looking for what the Bucks became last year, you watch that Cleveland defense, and it has a lot of, like, what the Bucks have, right? Where mm-hmm. you just drafted a ton of DBs, right? And you just, you outflank everybody. And I, to me, it doesn't make sense that Odell can leave and you get better as an offense. It doesn't make logical sense to me. But... 
man, they look good today. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like the Bucks are that way, right? The Bucks just outflank everybody, right? Like, like if the Bucks got into a game with Cincinnati and Cincinnati ran out Boyd and Higgins and Chase, and the and the Bucks were full strength, be like, okay, come and get it. Like, you're not like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. You're not worried, and like, I think that almost every so like. Are the Dallas Cowboys that way? No. Like the Dallas Cowboys, I have to look at where it was, but the Dallas Cowboys are one of the worst teams in the NFL in yards per play allowed. They get a lot of turnovers. That obviously goes tits up at times, which did today. Um, you know, after that, like Green Bay, right? Uh, uh, defense played fantastic today. Obviously, you have the issue at the quarterback position. They're going to be a tough out. Arizona as well. But you're right. Like the team that has the, the, the team that's the most complete when they're at their best is Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I don't even think like losses are going to dissuade me at all. Like their losses are just kind of like, I'm with you. Yeah. Can I ask you this question before we get on to week 10? Sure. Um, the Chiefs are in danger of missing the playoffs. I think they're in very real danger of missing their the playoffs. Their yes. offense is a complete joke. They scored 13 points against a Green Bay Packers team starting a guy that should not be playing quarterback in the NFL quite yet. Um, well, and a defense that's missing its best player, a couple of its best players. missing its best player. Um, Patrick Mahomes looks lost, confused in a lot of situations, mm-hmm. inaccurate down the football field. Um, if they miss the playoffs this year, what should they do? Yeah, by the way, so this is a betting podcast. We talk about betting. I will... I'm in a position where, where I'm rarely this way, but I, I don't think I can bet Kansas City at all for a while. I just don't think... Emotionally. Well, it's not even emotionally. It's just that I just don't think that they have... They're always going to be overpriced in the marketplace. They're mm-hmm. always going to be overpriced in the marketplace. And... Right now, they're outside, by the way. They're in the eighth slot. Yeah, no, and they've been this way for a while. Because you look at the AFC, right? There's going to be a team that we think is good that's going to miss it. Cleveland's at 5-4. and four. Cincinnati's at 5-4. and four. Kansas City's at 5-4. and four. You have the Chargers and the Raiders are both at 5-3. and three. One of those teams is going to win the mm-hmm. AFC West. Um, you have Denver at 5-4. and four. You have, you know, uh, Patriots, you have Patriots at 5-4. and four. Five and four. You have the Steelers, who are a seven-point favorite at 4-3. and three. Exactly. So one of these teams is going to miss it. And then when you look at Kansas City, the Chiefs' schedule, like this was supposed to be the break, right? Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be the one where they got right. But you look look at the upcoming Chiefs' schedule. It's, it's uh, Chris's game on Sunday night at Raiders. Mm-hmm. Then you have home to Cowboys. Now the Cowboys don't look as easy, as bad as uh, as bad of a matchup as it did a week ago, but that's going to be tough. Broncos at home. Broncos kick the shit out of them. You know. Then you have Raiders at home. Then you go two Chargers, Steelers at home, Bengals here, and then at Broncos. There is not an easy game in that group. Yep, six like, hardest remaining schedule. Yeah, and and I think it's I think it's even worse now. You know that you take the Jordan Love Packers game out of, right. the, out of the equation. They're five and four. They probably have to win ten games to get in. So you, are you saying out of the next eight that I just described, you're only dropping three of those games? That's a tough one. And again, in all of these. Like, just think about it. who's playing better right now: Derek Carr or Patrick Mahomes. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Who's playing better, Dak or, or Patrick Mahomes? Dak. Bridgewater. I will not surrender that no, point. Of course. Derek Carr again. Then you have Herbert. Herbert's playing better than Patrick yep. Mahomes right now. Then then Steelers, obviously Big Ben, um, Burrow, and the Bengals. Who knows by then? And then Denver. Like you don't have the quarterback advantage in every game anymore. And you and you you'll be favored in all those games, which is why you can't bet. Kansas City. Okay, so they don't. But make to answer it. your question, so they don't make it. What if they don't make the playoffs? I think the decision is actually probably on Andy Reid because I think that, and th- this is not easy to say, and it's not popular, but I do think what what Andy's son did before the Super Bowl, right before the Bucks game, that like literally the Friday before, yeah. where like a little girl was was tragically injured and will will have injuries that will be with her her whole life um and you know questions about the enemy do you want to step aside for eric the enemy to coach get his head coaching job um like there's a number of things where like i actually think that there's a non-zero chance that andy reed just retires at some point like i think that it's taking a toll and here's the other thing and i and i you know i don't think that it's necessarily like i 
Andy Reid is obsessed with football, like to the detriment almost of some things, right? Like he's obsessed with football. And you look at like the quarterback right now owns a soccer team, owns a baseball team, uh, you know, ha- you know, has more endorsements than anybody. Um, I-, I think that there's a little bit of a, a, a an interesting precipice that is being met here. Does Patrick like? Does Patrick Mahomes do Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid gel anymore? Is a question. Like, there's a lot of questions there. I don't think in any way, shape, or form because Brett Veach is Andy Reid's guy. I don't think there's. I I don't think that there's a zero percent chance they get out of it. I do think eventually they figure things out. But this is a hard elbow, and like this is a hard fork in the road for this situation yeah. because because you have a coach who's not a young guy and you have a quarterback that's dealing with unprecedented amounts of success and fame. And what, what is that transition going to look like? Cause it, it's almost never a good transition for quarterbacks like him. There's it's very, when I watch the Kansas city chiefs, it looks like there is something else going on. It looks like there is a mental mentally. The focus is just so clearly not there. Yeah. And it's frustrating. You can tell that they're frustrated but you can see there's it's not the easiest thing to get rid of and to just go back and focus once you have all that success, once you've got all these things going on. And I wonder if Andy Reid wants to deal with that anymore. You know, like you said, Andy Reid is all football. I wonder if he actually does want to sit there and deal with the politics, deal with the fact that he's got players talking about winning eight championships, you know, and like all of those different things and, and keep their focus. Um, that was something that I felt like in uh, make a parallel to another sport that Phil Jackson, who wasn't necessarily the greatest, you know, um, tactician of all time, but what he was, was so good at getting his team to focus at the right time and be all in and, and row in the same direction, so to speak. And the the chiefs are not doing that. Anyways, uh, shall we move on to week 10? Yeah. Okay. Before we get to, uh, that got to tell everyone, of course, that if you want 25% off on any PFF subscription, you can do so with the promo code FORECAST, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T. You can get all of PFF's locked article content, our college and pro betting dashboards for spreads, money lines, and totals, 0-100 player grading, uh, player props tool, all that awesome stuff. You can get uh, that for as low as $9.99 on pff.com, all of the betting tools with an elite subscription, a little bit more, but definitely worth it. Promo code is forecast 25% off and it's getting close to Christmas time. So you can give that away as a gift. Also, if you're going to spend some money and place some bets down, go do it at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um, new customers using promo code PFF can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, You'll get $200 in free bets. So go make that happen. Um, DraftKings is the place to be. If they're not in your state yet, well, I'm sorry, but you'll get there eventually. Um, so go check it out. Download the app and see if you are eligible with promo code PFF to get that great deal. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers are the ones that are eligible. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call one 800 Gambler. All right. Week number 10. Buys. Bears, Bengals, Texans, Giants. All deserved. All deserved. Thursday night football. Ravens at Dolphins in Miami. What do you have this one at? Miami getting 11 and a half at home. Whoa. Uh, let's say that I'm lower than you on that. I said seven. Dude, the Dolphins are. Yeah, they're not very good. They're horrendous. They're not very good. Um, it is seven and a half. What? Yeah. Okay, somebody explain this to me. So, because like usually Thursday Night Football, the better team, it's mm-hmm. not the home team that mm-hmm. gets a boost. It's the better team, the better prepared team, et cetera, et cetera. That is the Baltimore Ravens in, in Let me tell uh, you why. Let me tell you why I said seven. I think the Ravens are a team that realizes they don't have to go blow out teams to win anymore. Yeah. And I think that has, that slightly narrows their outcomes from a point scoring differential uh a point differential like standpoint whereas 
maybe a couple years ago, they'd come in and have to try and kill the dolphins. Um, and I don't think they have that same urgency anymore. So that's why I said seven. Interesting. Do you, uh, seven and a half is probably too many, I guess. But I, I if I had to, I, I will. Let's put the Ravens in a teaser situation. Like a uh, ball minus one and a half at my here. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm with you there. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson is just freaking awesome. He was um, skittish at the beginning, but from what I could yeah, tell. But, but, but skittish in t- on today, like. Yeah, of course. No, so there were so John many Harbaugh, good quarterbacks that were skittish. Did you watch Matthew Stafford? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, it was delightful. It was <laughs> horrible. I mean, um, I mean, look, I we had Tennessee plus all the points. To, yep. You know, all of all of them covered all the points. All and the points. you know, Stafford. I mean, at some point, why? Yeah. Anyway, I found it. Uh, I mean, I assume that Tua will be back for this game. Um, I figure that's why they sat him. In yeah, this our, game. My, uh, my, my, our good friend and colleague, Ben Brown, bet Ravens thinking that there's no way he comes back hmm. on, uh, short rest. on the look ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there really that big of a difference between Jacoby Brissett and Tua Tagovailoa? No. Bills, Jets, what an incredible game. This is in New York. I have the Bills as a 13.5 point favorite. I'm exactly with you. Um, it is 13. I'm not laying it with Buffalo on the road here. No. Like, so do we even know who the quarterback is? No. So let's just, okay. Um, the Jets have been plucky. I should say this, though. Zach Wilson did post an Instagram with Quinnen Williams and another player whose name is escaping me. And the Instagram comment was an absolute atrocity. <laughs> I was like, what oh, did it no. say? I can't remember it. At the, it, was like a, the, it was a quote. The grind he, set for him? It was a quote, but he left out the first quotation mark oh, and so it just it didn't it didn't play super he just well. has the grind set right now i wouldn't let's let me put it this way if i had played as poorly as him and was injured right now i would not be posting an instagram of anything besides me trying to be better at football well especially when the 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 luminaries that are mike white and josh johnson come in and run the offense 10 right. times better than you did holy buckets <laughs> josh um, johnson looked good yeah um legend i do yeah, this is um, – it will be interesting to see how the Bills respond. I would expect the Bills to come in and just blow the doors off the Jets. And if they don't, then I would be very – Jets I, getting a I'd longer a rest. Concerned. Concerned. The Bills could be not good, like, you know, relative yeah. to what's expected. So. I, I have a hard time believing that the Bills were in a trap game looking ahead to the Jets. That would surprise me, so I'm not going to yeah. give them that. Uh, Buccaneers go to play the Washington football team in Washington. What did you have this at? 11 and a half. Okay. I had 14 and a half. It's 10. It's actually like trending minus nine. It's trending nine and a half. Washington. More people think like you do about the Washington football team than think, but even me, like I'm, I'm short of you here. Um, people well, like Washington as a live dog. They did against green Bay. They did against Buffalo. Washington is not very good. No. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off of their bye. Both teams coming off the bye, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Buccaneers were a team that was banged up. They needed some of that rest. I May I remind you what the Buccaneers looked like coming off of their bye last year? I don't quite think I like Taylor Heineke as a person. Not really. But I like his spunk on the field. Oh. But let me say this. I don't think that he has quite the impact that Tom Brady does on a bye week to focus his team and get yeah, them yeah, ready yeah. to come kick the shit out of their next opponent. Yeah. The Buccaneers are going to win this game by like 30. Yeah. A lot of 10 points. So you're saying it's moving to nine and a half. Yeah. It's, it, minus 10 is plus 104. Um, I'm here for that. Okay. Sweet. I will bet nine and a half. Tampa Bay minus nine and a half is on the list at WAS. Um, rematch of the uh, of the NFC I mean, this wild is the card. Tom Brady wow. MVP coronation game. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> uh, Falcons Cowboys in Dallas. I have the Dallas. There's no way the Falcons are winning this game. Zero percent chance. No, but they did cover against Trevor Simeon. So well, no, they not only covered, them. they won outright in a yeah. game they almost blew in almost Falconian blew. fashion. Uh, I said Dallas minus nine and a half. Oh, interesting. I have uh, Dallas minus seven. It is Holy minus shit. ten. 
and it's trending nine and a half. So it looks like uh, my wow. Falcon senses are blaring. I don't know if I can do it. You know, you can't. No, can't no. Two Come weeks on. in a row. You know Trayvon Diggs is going to have three interceptions in this game. Yeah, after getting just yeah, yeah, exactly. burnt. And no game. Calvin Ridley. Um, Kyle Pitts had an okay game today. Patterson had a, had a big drop, game. though. Yeah. Screwed up my over. I bet a, de- a sizable chunk on his over. He missed it by two yards. Um, the- okay, but hold on one second. The Cowboys' defense is not good. Yes. Like, not good at all. Yes. Yes, I agree. But the Falcons' performance is independent of opponent. They just, like, Trevor Simeon today took 24 6 and made it 25 24. Sure, but getting nine and a half points? I don't know. Yeah. This is too many points. It's too many points. It is too many points, but I refuse. If this were any team other than the Falcons, if they were the. if there were literally any other team made up of these same players, we would bet them in a heartbeat. I'm just letting you know right now. Yeah, I know. But By I, the way, I also AJ Terrell is, is having a great year. Amazingly. Yeah. And yeah. One of the best young corners in the league. Uh okay. The twenty 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 draft class it's of corners. Take all of my all of my effort not to bet the Falcons yeah, this just, week. I just don't know if I can I mean, plus seven was just such an insult to Jameis. Our friend Timo in the chat said that today. The fact that like New Orleans was still getting seven, or no, laying seven. Sorry, right. uh, close was uh, egregious. Well, but uh, Trevor Simeon looked good last week. Yeah, but come on, he's Trevor Simeon. I I was not fooled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of the New Orleans Saints, are traveling to Nashville to play the Tennessee Titans. I have the Titans as a four and a half point favorite. I said Tennessee minus eight and a half. Yeah. I don't know why I was so short here. Did I think Jameis was coming back? No, I'm assuming Taysom Hill is playing in this game. Simeon <laughs> played fine today, didn't he? I mean, like relatively speaking. Yeah, I think I was assuming that. So um, I have news for you. We're going to be betting the Tennessee Titans this week. Uh, Pre-Sunday night now. Pre-Sunday night, they were Dude, two Sim- and a half point favorite. Simeon's going to be buried. Yeah, so I don't... Where is it reoffered? We go about it. Simeon was 25-41, 249, two touchdowns, no picks. That is what we call the Fal- Falcon special. That is why we're not betting the Falcons against them. So I'm guessing it moves out. I mean, I obviously guessed it would move right out now. to four and a half. I think that's probably... My guess is that's where it starts when it comes back on. Okay, let me look. Sean Payton gets a lot of respect and deservedly so. And the Saints defense is it's still not so. up on Bet Online or anything, so we probably can't print it. Nope. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean Tennessee. At some point, Tennessee's got to let down, but I and maybe you know this could be the spot. This could be the spot. Jaguars, Colts, Indianapolis hosting Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I have the Colts favored by ten and a half. I said 13 and a half, and you're right. It is 10 and a half. I just, I think the Jags, uh, wait, yeah, I think the Jags are terrible. I, I have no idea how they beat Buffalo today. Honestly, N- neither Colts is Buffalo. Are, Colts are coming off of 10 days rest, mm-hmm. home to home. Yeah. Um, I guess it is a division game. There's some familiarity, but that goes out the window a little bit when the Jags have a new coaching staff. Um, the Colts gave up 30 points to Josh Johnson. Yeah, they're def- like everybody's talking about Darius Leonard and how great he is, and I and I agree that he's great, but like with him and and Fred Warner, like are we gonna are are, are is football Twitter guy gonna come back and say is it too late now to say you're sorry to us because like those defenses aren't great? Yeah, well, we all know that one defensive player is not gonna make a defense. Oh, but great. but they're pay- they're paying them like they would, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying like it's not sh- shocking. Oh, I know that, but like at some point you do have to like point to the scoreboard when you make arguments like don't pay off ball linebackers that much money because it doesn't make that big of a difference (laughs) there's been a lot of attacking uh math people on the internet i'm not here for it but i don't feel let it be known i have not made one derrick henry tweet today because the titans offense was kind of cheeks today it was just that they they play great defense so like i think henry does make a difference of course um but i don't know I mean, if A.J. Brown catches a couple passes, it's a different look for the Titans offense. Um, but, yeah, I, I need to see more. 
okay, Lions, Steelers. This was in Pittsburgh. Uh, I have the Steelers favored by 13 and a half. Oh, sorry, 10 and a half. I'm looking at a different game. Uh, 10 and a half. Uh, Steeler, I, I, I said Steelers minus 13 and a half. That's oh, many. you did? That's too many, isn't it? Is it uh, up? Where was it? Here. Well, because Pittsburgh plays tomorrow, so it might not be up. Yes, I don't see. Usually I go check out my guy Jeff Sherman at Golf Odds. Sport uh, Superbook uh, VP of Risk Management. He posts these, but I don't see this one up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I think Detroit's. I mean, Detroit might cover this, but like Detroit's bad. But um, asking, you know, asking Ben Roethlisberger to win a game by more than ten points is, I think, uh, a tricky little bit. Uh, this is a very good game. Maybe the best game of the one p.m. slate. Browns in New England to face the Patriots. Would you have the set? Uh, Cleveland minus two and a half. Oh, I have Patriots minus two and a half, which isn't a big difference, but it is a difference. Yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland is getting two and a half in New England, which means Cleveland is a teaser leg for the week. Yes, Cle I love love Cleveland as another teaser, especially with our Ravens. Um, yeah, I mean, going across zero is not the biggest deal. Um, so, like, we're not as far off as maybe that sounds. If this, this is, thing got to three, I mean, I'm betting Cleveland money line. I'm betting yeah, Cleveland Yeah, let me tell three. you why it's not the other way and why I don't think it'll, it, you know, why I don't think the Browns could be favored by three points. I think it's the Baker Mayfield versus Bill Belichick thing. You know, I, yeah. I like what Bill Belichick does to quarterbacks that aren't particularly great is, um, is scary. Yeah, where was Mayfield's grade? To? I guess he didn't meet the dropback filter. Let me look. Um, he was fine. Yeah, he was okay. No, he got the second highest grade in the in the league this week behind Pen Colt McCoy. Pending review. Pending review. We'll see. He didn't have to drop back and throw a whole ton of passes. Four big time throws tied with Matt, our guy Matty Ice, for the most. No, he was really good. It, it was one of the. It was kind of Kirk Cousian. Yeah, yeah, it was Kirkian. Kirkian. Okay. Um. What I mean by that is like they're a situation where you don't have to do those things to win the game, but he does them because it's an opportunity to do them and pad the stats. Yeah. But good. Let's say this. No OBJ. This is another game without OBJ where all of a sudden the offense appears to click. So this will be very interesting. How does that look against the Patriots? Because against the Bengals team, we're already winning. I don't think that matters that much. I want to see it happen against some really good teams. Donovan Peoples-Jones, or as I call him, the Peoples-Jones. We now move into the Sunday 4 p.m. slate. But before we do, I want to tell you guys about a really cool opportunity brought to you by our friends at Western and Southern Financial. So they want to help you learn more about winning strategies with your money. And they're partnering with Chris Collinsworth, our good friend, and the... Uh, guy that you may know because he calls Sunday Night Football um, to share his insights on the game of football. So what you can do is go to westernsouthern.com slash askchris and you can ask Chris a question. It could be anything about football, be anything about Sunday Night Football. I would try and ask him some questions about Sunday Night Football, like behind the scenes. I think that would be the most interesting stuff to ask him, but it's up to you. And then on his podcast and on um, PFF YouTube channel and Western Southern's Instagram, you will get the answers to the best questions every single week. And when you submit your question, you'll get a chance to win a catered party to February's big game. So go over to westernsouthern.com slash askchris and get your questions in. Also brought to you by Fantrax, the only place to go host your fantasy league, the best free fantasy football league manager in the world, most customizable, easy to use, super feature rich. UI UX is awesome. You can set up the league however the hell you want it, and you can play other sports there fantasy hockey, fantasy basketball. And if you go sign up and host your league there, they're giving away signed jerseys to a few lucky fans who sign up at fantrax.com slash PFF. So go there and make it happen. The 4 p.m. slate, we start with your Minnesota Vikings going to Los Who's Angeles. Minnesota Vikings? Your Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> hey, look, they covered this week, so it's mm -hmm. very, very impressive. Um, they're playing the Chargers in Los Angeles. I have the Chargers as a three-point favorite at home. 
Uh, I said two and a half. It's two and a half, three. I do think Minnesota is a good teaser like this week. I agree. Uh, it looks like it's going to move to three, yeah. But if it is, I mean, I guess. I mean, these are two teams that are like exactly like each other. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin Herbert has a lot more potential than Kirk Cousins. He's a lot more cost-effective because he's on his rookie deal. Yep. Um, but both teams have great weapons. Both teams are hamstrung by bad coaching. And, both, you know, not, not necessarily the Chargers have a great head coach. Their offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, is the least creative offensive coordinator in the league. Um, and so both teams are going to keep this thing within eight. Like that's that's a you know so this is the Chargers playing the Chargers yeah yeah that's what this game is yeah. uh, total I'm, on the game fifty two and a half um, interesting but yeah I what did you think I mean the Vikings are three and five they're a half game behind the, the Carolina Panthers they're a full game behind our Atlanta Falcons for the seventh playoff spot they're very much alive Mike Zimmer this week rattle off a bunch of defensive statistics that look good for him. I, I, when, when I saw that happen, I knew that they weren't going to do the right thing today, today, which was open it up, play offense, try to win football games. Instead, it looks no. like Kirk Cousins had like 13 completions. Maybe but to me, it, it looked like a coach who was like, look, you know, I know Harrison Smith's out. I know, uh, Danelle Hunter's out for the season, but before that happened, I was doing a great job. Don't fire me. And I think that like that, that's just a dysfunctional franchise right now. I agree with you. Uh, Panthers. Go to Arizona to play the Cardinals. I would assume that Kyler Murray will be back. I don't oh, wow. know. Yeah, see, I kind of split the difference about here. DeAndre Hopkins, but I would presume that Kyler Murray will be back. Um, I had the Cardinals favored by ten and a half. I, I kind of split the difference. I said seven. Um, okay. It's ten. Uh, I actually, do you think that the Panthers are a value at ten against the Cardinals? No. You don't. Yeah, are the Panthers they stink? Is Matt? Is is Matt Rule the next Saban, the next Bobby Petrino, the next dip that, played just a tip with the NFL? Isn't that saying a lot about um uh isn't that saying a lot about like Matt Rule as a coach in college though? But it but it, his his record in college is impeccable. Like he took over a terrible temple team, made them relevant. He took over a terrible Baylor team and made them relevant. Yeah, like, but like Saban, the turnarounds were. Yeah, but Saban like actually won, won a national championship. Yeah. yeah, but like, I mean, Dennis Erickson, your Niners. Dennis Erickson was very similar, where it's just like he's just not an NFL coach. Like Matt Rule just doesn't strike me as an NFL coach, unfortunately for the Panthers. And nine, on, on the hook for nineteen million next year for Sam Darnold. No, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just we talked about this. This is a first guess. It was a terrible trade, and like. Yeah, they're reaping the benefits of it right now. A home loss to Mac Jones is bad, I think. And it wasn't, especially how convincing it was. It wasn't a loss. It was a shellacking. Yeah. And Mac Jones didn't even play particularly well in that game. No. It was just Sam Darnold meltdown. Uh, the Eagles play the Broncos in Denver. A rejuvenated Denver Broncos team. I have the Broncos favored by two and a half. Same here. And that is where the number is. It's going to move out to three. I don't think I'd bet the Eagles on a tease because... I don't know. Jalen Hurts feels like Jalen Hurts feels okay right now for the team. Like Jalen Hurts went toe to toe with Herbert today. I know it was a lot of on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not been terribly effective in the air except in garbage time. But they're they're getting a lot out of their rookie receivers. I think Jalen Hurts has been very useful for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Devontae I, Smith had an awesome game. He's gonna I be feel one like of the highest he, graded wide receivers this week eagles Um, just run the the most vanilla like lifeless bs defense and i think it hurt them today because the chargers are just begging to be beat by these teams like i you know they they i was joking with austin gale because he had lac you know big and i'm like you know the books were taking like the books like were taking a ton of lac money and didn't move the number at all they weren't that afraid of the chargers they were willing to risk being taking a side in that game. Um, and, you know, ultimately the Chargers did win and cover, but it was a sweat. Yeah, it was very close. And and, and you would, you think that the difference between the Chargers and the Eagles is bigger than that, but it really wasn't. If it gets out to three. I think the Eagles are a play, yeah. I would take the Eagles. Um, I'm not going to buy the Broncos at the top of the market. I'll tell you that right now. So two straight wins for them. One yeah. thing I would monitor, I think Darius Slay um, – 
went out in that game. Um, and I want to check whether um, there's any information on that. But that would be one thing to monitor. Um, yeah, I don't see anything here. Um, but let's move on to uh, last 4 p.m. game. This one's interesting. Seahawks Packers this is in Green Bay. This could be Geno Smith versus Jordan Love, or it could be Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. Who's more likely to play, you think? Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, like... He's eligible to come back yeah. to the facility on Saturday. Yeah. So this one is, I mean, we've seen it a lot. We've seen it where a team will... We've seen it where a team will essentially sit a guy like Tyron Matthew when he does something like that. Now, quarterback... After watching Jordan Love play today, yeah. Here's my question, though. Given, I think what can be most generously described as a defiant podcast with Pat McAfee and, and AJ Hawk, what are the what are what's the likelihood that Aaron Rodgers follows all the necessary protocols to not be a problem the rest of the year? Because it feels like, out of pride, he's just like, oh, I follow everyone except for this one I thought was stupid that you all saw. And it's like, okay, well, I think you're lying, you know, because you lied the first time. And so, like, when, when somebody's like, well, Aaron Rodgers can do X, Y, Z, you know, ABC, all this kind of stuff, and then he's got one day to sneak in. It's like, do we really trust yeah, him? what's the chances? Yeah, that? yeah. Like, I, so I think probably it's Wilson, but I don't know. Like, do we even guess a line here? Because I don't know. Like, what, what are the scenarios? If it's Geno Smith versus, versus Rodgers, what's the spread? Nine oh, and a half? Uh, yeah, I mean, if Rodgers plays... And Gino's going to cover that shit because he's covered every game so far. So, okay, what if it's Wilson versus Jordan Love? If it's Wilson, Jordan Love, I think it should be... Seahawks minus two and a half. Yes, that's what I thought too. If it's both starting guys, what is it? I think Packers minus six. So you... Th okay. I guess... The question is Jordan is, Love is an is not very good. Uh you can But you cross, have Rodgers with literally no practice time. Dude. If he gets back through the door with one day, that means he cares and he's going to come out there and yeah. try and, and try and put on a show. We don't know he's any of those. He's going to try and prove the woke cult wrong. Yeah, apparently them losing without him proved the woke culture was, you know, idiots the whole time. I'm like the whole thing here is just stupid. Like honest honest to goodness. The whole thing is is really silly right now. In, in any event, we have no clue right now, so let's like lay off this game. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm actually encouraged at how Seattle's played without Wilson from a output standpoint. They're still one of the most conservative, silliest teams in the league. Right. This could be Seahawks with Wilson and OBJ. But what does OBJ do if, I don't they, know. if they just want to run? Where, know, where's the watch? Yeah, but like I forgot about that. Those are the days. Uh, like, but like if they just want to run Rashad Penny through the hole. Yeah, I will be interested to see though. Rashad Penny. Sorry. If um, I I'd be very interested to see OBJ on a team with a quarterback he respects, um, as clearly not the number one option. Like I I'm just fascinated by that. Like. Will he all of a sudden be a guy that is out there like dedicating himself to the team, team first, like that kind of thing? Or is he going to be pissed off because he's only seeing like four targets a game? That's a very good question. You know, I just, I'm, I'm very curious there. Um, man, I've said um this podcast a lot. I apologize. Chiefs, Raiders. This is Sunday Night Football. It is in Vegas. What'd you have this at? Chiefs minus two and a half. That's what I had as well. And that's what the market thinks. The Chiefs I mean, are trending three. If you give me three, I'm taking the Raiders. I do. I cannot bet. I cannot bet the Chiefs right now. They're just a, they're, the they Chiefs are, right. are. I it's I I actually would be really interested in a documentary on this year for the Chiefs. Yeah. Well. But aren't they the? Aren't they though? Like we talk about the Rams and There's why. There's so many things that I want to know. But but let's talk about this briefly. 
So we, the Rams went all in and everybody's like, well, actually this is a fine way to build a team and blah, blah. The, the, the Rams are math. It's like, no, they, they're, they're on tilt and they're just buying minus 500 bets. And everybody's like, well, we don't know that. I'm like, yeah, we do. The Kansas city chiefs freaking did it last year. The chiefs, the chiefs looked and said, 2020 is another year where we can win it all. We're going to slide all of our chips into the middle of the table. Not all, but like we're going to put a significant amount of chips in the middle of the table and we're going to try to win the 20. We're going to, and you can't do that, right? You can optimize and be, we want to be the best team in 2020. And then, you know, that's obviously Mm -hmm. correlated with winning the Super Bowl, but not perfectly as we found out in, in February. And are they just detoxing from that right now? Which is to say the league is catching up to them because at, you know, 2020 and 2019, what were all the defenses scared to shit up? They were scared of Baltimore's offense. Mm-hmm. Now every defense is engineered to stop them. Obviously, the Frank Clark thing happened. The Anthony Hitchens thing has happened. The Orlando Brown thing has happened, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like they're, the, they're the, the nightmare scenario for the Rams because the Chiefs at least won a Super Bowl. The Rams have no Super Bowl to back off of. But the Chiefs are 100% why you don't go all in on one year because it hurts your ability to be kind of in the range every year. The worst thing about it for the Chiefs, though, is that they invested in far worse players. (laughs) Yeah, but but isn't that just hindsight, though? Like Von Miller's – Frank Clark was not a player that was worth any sort of investment, period. I agree that Frank Clark stinks, like, and I Frank and Clark I think it was and I think Von it was, Miller is good. Yeah, but and I agree with that. But like, there's also a chance that like Von Miller is never going to be healthy for the Rams. Okay. Yes, there is that chance. Yeah. I my my, my issue is is I think the both approaches, including Kansas City's, were not great, and we're we're sort of we're back. We're looking and saying, oh, well, the 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 Browns trading for OBJ was stupid because OBJ wasn't actually that good. And he and it's like, no, you didn't know that a priori. Like all of the like Jalen Ramsey, it wasn't a lock that he was going to be a sure thing. You know, mm-hmm. Stafford, we're finding out is not a lock to be a sure thing. And like we go back and say, well, the, well, tough, the well, toughest thing for the the Rams is not just that; it's that they're in the NFC. Well, right, but you don't even know. Like that was—that's the thing that might save the Chiefs this year. Like if the Chief, if if Pat, if Pat gets hot, and the Chiefs are absolutely a contender, but Pat's played horribly for like a month. You know, that, more than a month. But but for them, it's like they're almost bailed out by a flat AFC. Yeah. Whereas the NFC was always considered flat. And yeah, I, it's just such an interesting you know idea here, but. For now, I think the Chiefs are a can't touch on the betting market. Like I just I don't think there's so much that we don't know. There's so much uncertainty. There, there's so much. How the hell is Pat going from Dan Marino early career arc to? I, uh, I mean, yeah, not great. Yeah, the Raiders plus eight and a half as a teaser leg. Yeah, it's trending three. Um, mm. More than. Uh, yeah. I would just lay off this game completely. Honestly, 51.5 being the total is also an issue, not reason not to bet the teaser. It's not trending three that strongly, though. Yeah. No mm-hmm. stronger than – it's not as strong as um, strong, Chargers. Quite strong. Yes. Chargers will be three before uh, – Yeah. This will be three. Yeah, the Chargers-Vikings game total is 52.5, so maybe we, we you could leave that off and just take the Vikings plus three. That That's not a bad bet, I don't think. What we, let's take off the Vikings from the teasers. Right, so right now I, I see Baltimore minus one and a half, Cleveland plus eight and a half, and then and then for straight bets we have Minnesota plus three. Do we want to do Raiders plus three? I don't think we want to do Raiders plus three. No, but that one on Pinnacles, it's basically minus one of five both sides. Chiefs Raiders. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I, it must be moving while we're talking because I had I saw it minus one ten. Oh, so it is just there. Okay, then we'll put we'll, we could put the Raiders there. So Minnesota plus three at at lack. Do you really like that as a ATS play? I mean, the Vikings keep every freaking game close, man. Yeah, but three is different than six. <laughs> True. Okay. So all right. So where where are we sit now? We have Baltimore minus one at 
Miami, minus one and a half. Cleveland plus eight and a half in New England. Tampa Bay minus nine and a half at Washington. It's kind of a light one, but I, I don't mind having a light one so far. Okay. We'll see. Uh, Monday night, Rams, Niners in San Francisco. I had uh, I have the Niners getting six and a half points. I say, uh, yes, I have it six and a half. Yep. Okay. Uh, before Sunday night, it was Rams minus four. I mean, the Niners, I, I don't, like, we, we had this discussion off air. The Niners get way too much respect. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan gets way too much respect. And I don't know, I know you like him, and I, and I do think that he's got a, he has a lot of great things going for him as far as, like, scheme uniqueness and all that kind of stuff. And when he gets hot, right? Like, when Kyle Shanahan is going good, like 16 Falcons, 19 Niners, he's unstoppable. Yeah. But when it's going bad, people... I mean, they had the third highest Super Bowl odds on Pinnacle going into the year. Yeah, this is interesting. I would assume this isn't getting any further out after that Rams performance, right? Yeah, I think you lay it with L.A. here. Yeah, I do too. Okay, so that's our last one. L.A. minus four at SF. Is would love it? to see it. All right. That was our podcast, Delirious. Uh, halfway through the season, we'll be back on Wednesday evening. And we'll figure out the lock. If you have a solution to what ails the Chiefs and the Niners, let us know. Yeah, please. Please do. Love you guys. Peace.